0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or
1: Treasure. Treasure.
0: (laughs) And this week, because isn't it fun, we come to you from a Zoom meeting because I don't know if we ever mentioned this, but we record this podcast in Brisbane and Brisbane is in a hard lockdown at the moment. So yay! Yay! (laughs) <laughs> apologies for any sound quality issues just bear with us yeah, so. um, but as you know we of course are the podcast that bring you spoiler free recommendations reviews etc of whatever we read this week so amy fresh out a lot of lockdown, or fresh in lockdown what did we read
1: we read a curious beginning which is the first novel in the veronica speedwell novels by deanna Rayborn. Are you happy for me to do the spoiler-free recap or do you have angst about it? No, I'm very happy for you to do the spoiler-free recap. I'll save mine for a thriller. It'll be super short.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A curious beginning is... I would say probably more it's like kind of a no it's not a romance it's like a it's a mystery it's set in about the 1880s and we follow Veronica Speedwell who is kind of in her mid to late 20s so kind of you know, not, not necessarily a spinster, but she's not super young either. Um, and she has a lot of world experience. So we catch up with her as she is just completed. So she's just finished the funeral for her aunt, Nell. And so Nell and her sister, I want to say Lucy. That sounds about right. Right. were two sisters. And so they had raised Veronica Speedwell from a baby. And so she kind of, you know, always thought of them as her guardians, her family, whatever. And so Nell has died. Veronica is not particularly upset because she liked Lucy, but she didn't like Nell. And she is now intending to pretty much pack up the life that they had in this small town and she's going to go travel the world. She was not particularly connected to anyone. She has, she has almost no connections because these two women moved her around every kind of six months or to a year or whatever. So she's lived all over England. So she gets home from the funeral, ready to pack up. The house, and you know, settle the household debts and accounts, and blah blah blah, and move on with her th- her life. Quite excited to do that. She's looking for adventure. She's kind of a self professed, self proclaimed adventuress. Anyway, she interrupts someone who is essentially ransacking her house. So she chases him off. He kind of has a, a pivot halfway through and decides to try and abduct her. And out of the woodwork comes a very debonair looking European man who is from Germany and his name is something, what's his name? Baron.
1: He's called the Baron. Oh, that's right. (laughs) The Baron.
0: He has a name, but we don't remember it. We just remember the Baron (laughs) and he sort of grabs her and says, you're in grave danger. Your life is in danger. I can't explain to you. Yes. You must come with me now. We must go to London. (laughs) I can't tell you any more than that. (laughs) Okay. And pretty much because she's already wanting to leave anyway she's like well it saves me the cost of a train ticket right she's Mm. quite poor and so she gets in the carriage with him and goes off to London so on the way there he kind of reveals that he knows or he knew her mother really well and he does know who her dad is and he knows kind of all about that but he can't tell her anything because it's not his story to tell so he kind of gives her this little carrot Mm. and just says you know if you let me go and talk to some people." the people that I sort of have my loyalties with, I can come back and fill you in. But it's just, I can't, it's not my secret to unveil in this context, but I just need you to trust me. So she's like, hmm, i really want to know about my family. I want to know about my parents. So I'm going to stick with this guy for a bit and see what happens. So he drops her off with his friend Stoker, who works out of a disgusting mm-hmm. grimy warehouse in the, near the docks, near the Thames in London as a taxidermist. So I suppose the other thing that's important about Veronica is both she and Stoker, who becomes kind of her partner in crime throughout this novel and throughout the series, um, they're both naturalists. Yes. So she's
1: a butterfly hunter. Yep. That's the word. who hunt butterflies. And he is a taxidermist, yes. but he is also a naturalist. And they're both yes. quite well-known in the scientific community. Yeah, And have gone on
0: expeditions around the world and all those kind of things. So they're both quite well-traveled and blah, blah, blah. They so make their living in
1: science as well, which is interesting.
0: Yes. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. And so she pretty much helps him do some taxidermy for a little bit. And then the papers come out. It feels in the reading of it it feels like it's two seconds later, but it must be a couple of days that she's with him because then the papers report that the baron has been murdered. And the baron was the baron was Stoker's like, best friend in the world he also doesn't have like a, he has a huge family so he has this big backstory that gets a little bit revealed but he is kind of a loner as well so the baron was his one kind of person so he's quite hit quite hard by the by the murder and so he's like I was charged with looking after you so we need to run away and make sure because I think you know whoever killed him is coming for you next so pretty much they run away and join a traveling carnival of, like, like an old-fashioned freak show, essentially. Yeah. This is um, just,
1: like, full of spoilers.
0: It's not, though. And then, because this is kind of it, that's, like, all of that happens really quickly. Like, it happens in the first three chapters <laughs> that no. they're at the freak show. And then the rest of the novel is essentially that. It's the two of them trying to find out who killed the baron and it gets just more and more and more complicated yeah. from then onwards and it's also all tied up with her backstory and who she is and her finding out who her family are and blah blah blah. And that's kind of it and then along the way it's a will they won't they kind of that side of it love story situation. And I think that's it. Like I think that sets it up. Good work. Thank you. So, Amy, would you yes. recommend Veronica that well, okay, would you recommend Curious Beginnings because I obviously we are always quite Quite strict. Like it's not the whole series. I think there's what,
1: like six books now? There's six. And I think there's only going to be six because everything feels resolved at the end of book six.
0: Okay. That's great. Okay, cool. So, but would you recommend the first book? I haven't read all six
1: is the disclaimer. Um, I thought it was fun so yes I would I thought it was a bit you know because it's not set in like a sort of alternate or steampunking punky universe like soulless was which we reviewed yeah also in a previous lockdown and (laughs) and that changes the sort of rules of the world so because this is set in the existing world but it asks you to accept that she is highly independent, doesn't care what anyone thinks about her. Yes, your my my brain was like, okay, all right, yep, I can do that. That's okay. But then when I found some components of the uh, reveals a bit ridiculous, I a bit far fetched, I really enjoyed the running away, and I enjoyed the banter between the two characters. So I liked their yeah, time at sure. the circus. And by the end of reading a curious beginning, I was interested enough to then go and engage with the rest of them. And yeah, I'm not talking okay. about the plots or anything, but they do get better as you go on. Uh, they get their but You they always
0: get say that because they. I think the they first do. one sets up. No, 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 no. But as in, it's that's the nature of series is because the first one spends all that time setting things up. That realistically, you should just get to have fun with it. Then moving forward.
1: Yeah, and and they do. So all of them have, like, all the books have a mystery and it gets resolved within yeah. one book. So it's not like this ongoing who did it type question.
0: Yes, no, because we, we, we know who killed the baron by the end of this book.
1: Yes. That's the but mystery, yeah. I enjoyed the, I don't want to call it the scientific dynamic, but I think yeah. I enjoyed the sort of quirky sciences that the pair of them, Veronica and Stoker, were engaged in. And sure. I just thought that added to it being fun because they were sort of ridiculous. Like you don't tend to have a lot of books where we're asked to just straight-faced accept someone who is a professional lepidopterist and straight-faced accept someone who is a grumpy taxidermist. So that Even meant-
0: I found that interesting in terms of the way naturalists did their work in that time in history. Mm. It's like it'd be like if you had someone from the 1800s that they wanted us to empathise with who ran a zoo and all you can think through the whole book would be about the level of animal cruelty that was going on. So the fact that like the whole, that whole kind of movement of naturalists went around the world naming species, killing them and bringing them back so you could (laughs) stuff them and put them on display. Yeah, I that was so interesting because I actually had those moments where I was like, ew.
1: (laughs) You love animals and yet you're like... I have a killing jar and I've got yeah. a in them. And, but it's, it's fun that what Stoker actually seems to be doing is repairing people's terrible taxidermy jobs. So I enjoyed yeah. that. I found there were lots of moments where I could have a laugh in the story and that was afforded by their curious professions. I liked their yeah, dynamic okay. and I didn't feel that weeks and months ago if I'd said to you this is a romance novel, let's review it, you and I would have had an argument. We wouldn't have. Yes, such a fight. Case. This would have been one of those ones where, like, it's not a romance novel, it's a mystery. This one, it's not a romance novel, it's a mystery because it's it's, who did it? Are we going to bring the murderer of the baron to justice? Who were Veronica's parents?
0: Yeah, because the romance isn't resolved by the end. No it's not I mean, even almost resolved like whether I or not don't. it's just they're attracted to each other but that's, that's literally it. as far as that goes
1: and it doesn't derail anything like I throughout the whole course of the series they are still able to engage in their professions and in their detectiveizing <laughs> And at no point does whatever is or isn't happening in a romantic sphere interfere with that. And I really enjoyed that dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Because there haven't been a lot of, I haven't read a huge amount where that have promised romance where the the romantic component hasn't derailed the solving of the mystery. Does that make sense?
0: It does. Yeah, it does. I found it interesting because it, I guess, at the same time as this, such a strong, female protagonist right mm-hmm. so while I was doing my read-through of this and you might I was watching I was doing a rewatch of Agent Carter the Marvel oh, yeah. that Marvel series from a thousand years ago and the thing that I'm adoring about it because she solves a lot of the mysteries in that alongside Jarvis like the original yeah. Jarvis right and I love that he's married I love that it's not even a thing that like they the
1: are four of Doctor Who where Donna says exactly. I just want a friend back off yep. and back he's like yeah, off. I I sh- just want i'm
0: not interested too. in you exactly and, it's, and it's, just, it's just it's just it's it is it's the best and i almost wish that something else had happened here that meant it wasn't even a thing if you wanted to introduce it later in the series fine but maybe make her I don't know, a widow or she loved someone before or she's just not interested in men. Like I agree with you in that the romance didn't derail the mystery solving, mm. but it was still there. And I just felt like we don't need this. I feel like we are beyond the point of needing this. So I, but read- I suppose her read- being hypersexualized was part of her character, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. But I would just say that having read all six of them, it does contribute to their growth as characters. Oh yeah. The end of the it series. would be the number
0: one way that they need to grow. The only reason they couldn't just have a romance and get married by the end, like in other novels we've read that have adventurers where it's like at the end, they just marry them off because why not? The only reason they couldn't do that is because they were both unable to connect with another person and felt like it was giving up their freedom to do it. Yeah. So it wasn't, that's what it was. It was a, it wasn't a lack of chemistry or a lack of even a desire to do it. It was that sense of I need to get ready to do this. There's some growing I need to do to be with someone in a relationship that's not just for us for a holiday or whatever. And
1: there's that fundamental value that the pair of them have. Well, he's, the Stoker character is, is sort of has this wounded backstory, but she is independent. Yeah. And she will never marry. Yeah. So there's being able to reconcile those things altogether.
0: Yeah. And it's, in and you know what, fair enough that it takes more than one book, that it's unrealistic that they would sort that out in their first encounter in the midst of, a huge mystery that's life-changing for everyone involved kind of thing so it's more realistic that that would actually take six
1: books to sort out the question I have then Kimberly is yes. do you recommend it because mine is like yeah it was fun I hated it I hated it like
0: the burning flaming pits of hell
1: now in a way I am not surprised that you say that no I can not. feel because it's first person narrative and I reckon that I would have been so abrasive for you
0: I hated her. If she needed to tell us two more seconds or two more times just how smart she is, shut the hell up and just be smart. Like I just, it wasn't and I know okay so then there's that thing where I was like okay take a step back is it just because we're inside her head so she thinks of like she just thinks of herself so highly there's no one as beautiful there's no one as open-minded there's no one as independent there's no one as scientific there's no like she can just solve everything always the thing that actually irritated me was that the, every interaction with another character and the plot points reinforced her huge kind of opinion of herself so you know there were times when Stoker was like oh my god you you're right or would ask her questions that didn't make sense for his character to ask her because he's also a scientist and he would know the answer to that question so it was just a couple of moments where I was like clearly the author is so in love with this character that she's created She's so has this awesome opinion of who she she is that yeah I just felt like it got sold to me a thousand times and I just didn't care and on the flip side of it I was like I picked the mystery literally from the first interaction with the Baron oh the now so one. did I and I hate it that
1: it was not but you know because so if, you it's, never so if it's not a
0: one. romance if it's not a romance and then your mystery is so see-through that you are getting it Amy and <laughs> you're not particularly great at that
1: no I'm not
0: then then what are you for? And all they did, because he's full of himself and she's full of herself, all they did was argue the whole time. I just read a book of two people arguing and fighting and being like, maybe it's because we're super attracted to each other, but let's not sort that out. No, no, of course not. Because while you have this huge opinion of yourself, you have terrible social skills and are not dealing with any of your problems. So in terms of your mental health, you are both in a, a horrendous state But of course, that's not what's important because you're just both scientists. And for someone who's a scientist, the the illogical way that they approached the mystery drove me nuts. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh. Like, let's run out of London. That makes no sense. What's your plan? Let's run out of London to go stay with friends of mine who actually hate me. Awesome. Why? Because we felt this book didn't have enough antagonism in it already. Wonderful. Let's do that for seven chapters.
1: You, you're just... talking about like what is it? Made me just get this vivid image in my mind of 1930s screwball comedies in Hollywood, and that it's like a 19, like Howard Hughes does. What's it? The one with the leopard with Cary Grant and Catherine Hepburn, but puts them in Victorian era costumes.
0: Oh yes, no, no, I totally That's know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Then hey, how about someone should be having some fun? Why can't <laughs> someone have some fun while they do it? Why do we all have to be so grumpy and angry at each other the whole way through the book? Like, I will never read another Veronica Speedwell. I don't care if they go to the moon in book four. I have no interest in finding out what happens to them because all they're going to do is argue with each other for the rest of their long, long lives together. And that's delightful, but I don't want a bar of it. It drove me nuts. Oh, my God, I hated it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm looking forward to future episodes of some of the other books we've got on our list to read um, I know we finally
0: come back around to those ones where you're like you have to read this one because I'm because I want to talk about it on the podcast and I'm like I've been avoiding that book for ages
1: well what's what's turned about is fair play is that the right thing you've made me read some books that I have some thoughts about so oh, I'm glad
0: I look forward to those ones as well because yes, yeah. I've deliberately recommended you some ones that I didn't think you'd like
1: well, you were interested so in my perspective true. on. So I was interested yeah. in your perspective on this because I, you know, how I have been going through this. I want a strong female character. And yes, sometimes I sit there and go, oh, w- what is it that means? It's Franny
0: Fisher, just read her.
1: <laughs> well, I know, but why does that voice work with her? Is it the way Kerry Greenwood writes the character? Yes, I think in- it is is it the language that she uses it because Friday mm-hmm. is independent confident do you know what Friday is and i think when you get down to it it was
0: the thing in this one that i did not enjoy she's compassionate
1: yes, she, she isn't
0: is. she doesn't take her independence At the cost of others. And even though all through history, women have been kind of just run roughshod over. And now that you are going for your independence and your strength, you think like a a lot of writers, and it happens in all forms of storytelling, they tend to go, Well, I'm just going to write my woman, my strong woman, to look like a strong man. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to write a male character and then change all of the pronouns and blah, blah, blah. And you know what? That's what I'm going to do. And that's fine. And there are women who would fit that and enjoy that narrative. That's totally fine. But the thing I missed in this that I love in Phryne is compassion.
1: Yes. I don't think that that Veronica is compassionate. She's, there were, as as I'm distanced more from the novel, because I actually read it some time ago. Yeah. I was, I liked him a lot better in the early novels than I liked her because there were times where she totters over that line of being strong and confident and and self-assured into being arrogant. Rude. Yeah, rude and arrogant and
0: inconsiderate of other people's feelings and emotions and, you know, what other people need and want in the world. So in conclusion, no, I would not recommend That you read this book, it's it's all of the things about female protagonists that annoy me and that feel lazy and that sell us short, that sell women short. That's how I felt reading this. And you're right. By the end of it, Stoker's character, even by the end of the first book, is sort of going, "Oh well, I kind of I get that once she gets like this, I she's I shouldn't argue with her, just let her have her way," kind of thing. And I'm like, yes, because already he has grown enough, appreciates her as a person, and so is prepared to give a little to make their to make their working relationship work but mm-hmm. she's not doing that on the other end she's and we're inside point. her head like we know yeah. what she's saying and doing and thinking We used were you, um, so, the were other you thing, reading
1: the book going and yelling at it a lot
0: oh yeah and a lot of it like my poor husband I was just like oh for god's sake yes um, and he was copying a lot of like listen to this <laughs> the thing that drove me the most nuts and I feel like the sum, like the, the one that kind of sums it up for me is the Baron picks her up. This is not a spoiler. It happens in the first two chapters. Baron picks her up. I know your mum. I'm going to drop you with a friend and then go and ask permission to tell you about your story, to tell you where you come from. Okay, drop me off. See you soon. He then dies. His friend is like, Stoker is like, there's no other reason for anyone to kill him. I think it's related to your history, to you oh, that's ridiculous. Why? Why could you possibly think that? There is no basis for you to assume that at all. I'm like, dude, it's literally the thing that changed in his life the most recently. Anyone running an investigation of any kind would look into you, like would would assume that's what it's about. (laughs) Yes. You would start there. She spends like an insane amount, like at least a third maybe more maybe even more than that of the novel being like no it couldn't possibly have anything to do with me I think in the last like third of the book they make a bet that it has nothing to do with her that's like really late that they make a bet and she's like I bet this has nothing to do with me and I'm like I bet you're a freaking idiot I've already worked out who your father is oh my god and so then, yeah, so that was my problem, for her to be like that and then on with the next breath be like, I'm the most smartest and amazing person ever, anywhere who's ever been existing, rah, 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 I'm like, dude, you're a hot mess. So oh.
1: I, wish, I wish I hated <gasps> things with as much fire as, as I, I hate things.
0: <laughs> I feel like this was just a struggle to get through. Like I'm I didn't want to spend any it. more time with them. I got all the way to the end because I, I needed the validation you. of knowing that I was right about the stupid mystery from page three. <laughs> They feel like I only read it so I could be satisfied with myself that I am in fact smarter than Veronica Speedwell. Well, only I were as attractive and as forward-thinking when it comes to sexuality. Oh my God! Just shut up. In summary, then,
1: Amy, who has a higher tolerance for first-person narrative, independent female, thought the books. I think you're just. I think you were just less judgy of people.
0: I hated it because I didn't like her was you are much more likely in every part of our life to be like oh there are some redeemable things about that person (laughs) and I am much more likely out of the pair of us to be like okay well you should go to dinner with them because I'm never going to see them again done like (laughs) you're just a nicer person is what this comes down to so no I'm hated it I'm out
1: I would classify it though as trash and you very much yes you're like skip Skip. uh, Yeah. As in,
0: I am upset about the impact upon the environment that was made at all. Okay. (laughs) And so that is contentious. I feel like you guys need to read this book and tell us what you think super fun or horrendous <laughs> it's rare that we have such different opinions actually so that's really interesting please join us next week for more trash or treasure and we will bring you another spoiler-free recommendation or not reviews recaps etc of whatever we read and until then stay happy safe reading <laughs> oh yeah do that stay as well safe.
1: Hopefully we can bring you another episode that isn't done weirdly over Zoom. But it It's more fun face-to-face. It is more fun face-to-face. And, yes, what does lockdown give us? Much time for happy it's reading, read, read. doesn't it? It's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, and we'll hear you then.